Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast, where today we're going to be connecting some important dots between this amazing season that we find ourselves in, of course, ramping up to celebration of uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave. This is this is an amazing time of the year, and we want to connect the dots between why this season matters and what's going on, you know, in our larger culture today. So amazing. You know, I just pointed out before we got started, uh, it's hard to believe it was a year ago already. When we were, you know, we had these big plans a year yeah. ago uh, during this time, you know, this season. Uh, we had some amazing shirts. We were letting people know about the, the uh, resurrection services. <laughs> we had this great plan laid out to reach as many people with the good news of Jesus as possible. And then, boom, COVID hits. Well, it didn't hit. We were still dealing with the uh, the moving of the goalpost, as yeah. we say. The, we're trying to navigate through how the how they deal with that. I remember we sent out all those mailers. We're like, uh, what do we do about that now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then people were calling the governor yeah, yeah. on us and all kinds of stuff. Uh, like, wait, we're online too. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we had this big decision to make. Do we go ahead and send out, you know, the, uh, the Easter uh, invitations. invitations so people could watch us online at least. Uh, yeah. And we decided, hey, let's send them out. And if people want to call the church and figure out what we're doing, that's okay. Yeah. But but here we are. I mean, I guess what I'm looking at is a, a year later, and uh, as most of you know, at Living Stones, we we made a an important decision that after uh, after the flatten the curve thing lasted for two weeks and another two weeks and another two weeks, we decided, you know what, this is. I don't think anybody, any of the experts, really know what they're talking about, uh, and we decided that we we're going to go ahead and be the church. But it's hard to believe this has been. You know, approaching 365 days of uh, of this, uh, and uh, it's like, when when is this going to end? So we just decided for Living Stones it was going to end. Yep. And uh, and we're going to go back to normal. So this year, uh, we're going to be celebrating uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ live and in person, as we've been doing for about the last seven months. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we don't expect anything to change other than Jesus is going to be exalted. We're going to have fun, and uh, God's people are going to be Im- impacted, and we're going to minister to people. So that's right. kind of where we're at. But um, but highlight for us, we've got some good stuff coming up. Uh, you know, as as it relates to Easter celebration. Yeah, we're so excited about this upcoming season you know again reflecting one year from last year man so much has changed oh, you yeah. know I look back I was like it's been a year already in one way it's just been a whirlwind of changes another end it's, it's been it's been long because we, we've been stretching yeah. in so many different ways yeah. but this year we're excited for you know three services coming up on Easter we're, we're preparing ourselves for a in, great influx of people and kids yep. trying to reorganize the children's ministry <laughs> <Yeah>. to, to <laughs> accommodate Accommodate that, but we have our Good Friday service coming on on April the second, the Friday before. We have our services, yeah, at those, and those six services o'clock, six o'clock and seven thirty. Seven thirty. So, two great services on Good Friday. We encourage you to invite people out. Of course, our theme on Good Friday will be focusing on the tragedy of the cross, all that Jesus endured on our behalf. Uh, as he took upon himself the the, the sin of the world, and uh, we're going to really be looking at that with eyes wide open. You know, there's the tragedy of what he, wicked human beings uh, did to Jesus Christ there on the cross. So that's going to be good. I encourage everybody to come out um, for that. And then you know, and then Sunday, Re- Resurrection Sunday, three services, um, and we're looking at an overflow 
for all three services. Uh, yeah. So get here early because I know traffic uh, and the parking lot's going to be an issue, but uh, but it's going to be an amazing, amazing celebration. In fact, I just want to say, even backing up, you know, uh, this last week we celebrated uh, just a night of worship. And I think the response is indicative of kind of where people are at. You know, it's been a long uh, year uh, yeah. when you look back. You know, I mean, it's been longer than a year, but we had a, a uh, you know, uh, a contentious election season. We had a contested election, as, as you and I have both been talking. Yeah. Most of America f- feels like uh, we've lost election integrity. Yep. Uh, we're losing a lot of confidence in our institutions. Just read an article this morning. Um, pretty much every single institution across the board, uh, Americans have lost confidence in, even things like the FBI, the CIA, the uh, Justice Department. Of course, uh, I'm, I'm reading where more and more people are becoming independents. They've lost, they've lost confidence in the political parties. Yep. They've lost confidence in the church. They've lost confidence in the courts because we felt like the courts weren't there for us yeah. to, you know, I mean... There's just a lot of weariness, a lot of jaded people. Um, Not to mention increasingly loss of confidence in our mainstream media. I mean, we were already yeah. going down. Now now we're like, yeah, I, don't I, mean, know, I don't think you can go much lower than confidence in the media at yeah, this point. And I think, I think all of that creates kind of a cynical, jaded. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you see where the fabric of our society continues to, uh, to fall apart in terms of just Basic decency, goodwill, love—you know, kind of the social capital uh, uh, where we're at an all-time low. And I, I think, again, to go back just to our praise night, I think what people are looking for is um, answers. They're looking for a community where where they genuinely sense love and care, and decency and respect for one another. And I, I, as we talked about, I think the church is set up um, right now more than ever to deliver the answers. And while the while the institutionalized church is also one of those um, organizations, you know, for lack of a better word, that's lost the confidence and trust of yeah. people, I think people are looking for the genuine church of Jesus Christ to to emerge. I know I am. I'm looking for, like you say, genuineness. I'm looking for integrity. I'm looking yeah. for people who's going to be the same behind closed doors as in front of people. Yeah. Looking for people who's not playing politics. I'm looking for statesmen who's looking to serve our people and not go to D.C. or go to the state capitol and make tons of money or come back and get a prominent job. I think there's a there's a, a shift in the American psyche and, and, and just in our culture at large to want what's genuine and what's real. Yeah. yeah, and I think that leads us to kind of the messaging of where we're at right now because, you know, I was sharing with you too, I just saw an article that was, I think, in the Washington Post. There's some guy, he's an evangelical, and he, he so he's raised in the church, you know, believes the Bible, uh, and he created a blog to simply uh, track all of the excessive materialistic indulgences of kind of the hip pastor today. You know, I mean, you know, and he's documented all this. You know, he takes pictures of them on stage. You know, pastors wearing thirty five hundred dollars sneakers. You know, um, pastors with was that uh, diamond lace? Like, well, how do you even get thirty five hundred dollars? I have sneakers? no idea. But my point is, it made me <laughs> sick when I read this because here's what I think people are sick of. You know. 
when you claim to love Jesus and you claim to value the gospel and you claim to embrace the Great Commission and you and you set your sights, you know, it's like moving from the love boat to the battleship again. I mean, I think people are tired of the church that we're supposed to have different values and yet we're embracing the same kind of um, hipster, Hollywood, uh, wealth, pursue materialism kind of values. And I think people are just sick of it. You know, I'm that that's not what the church is to be. The very the very thing we say we're you know, we love Jesus more, but then we compromise over and over again with lifestyle choices that just basically deny every deny the message. Yeah. And I think people see that and they, and they're they're tired of that. And again, we're not anti prosperity, you know, you, you know around here we preach yeah. prosperity with a purpose. Right. But for crying out loud, I mean, really, the, you know, the, the, I guess, is that where we're, we're going to value spending money um, when, you know, much of the world is, is suffering or much of the world's waiting to hear the gospel for the first time? Well, I, I think you exactly, you know, the kingdom of God is not, is not anti-prosperity, but it's prosperity with a purpose. Yes. It's like I was sharing with some, someone yesterday. It's like, I, I mean, I, I'm generally low maintenance with things of the world. I'm very high maintenance for the things of God. You know, I want great things that's eternal, like relationship, yeah. you know, like authenticity and genuineness. And I think the world is so looking for that right now. You know, this this season of America or the world really reminds me of the story of Dakar, you know, the famous person, mathematician, I believe, who said, I think, therefore I am. Right. And if you track his journey, he came to a place of crisis of faith. He doesn't know what to believe anymore. I think that's an accurate summary right. of what He was what trying America. to find, what is it that I can... Like place my feet on that's like rock solid. Everything's in flux. Everything's about religion was breaking down. What is what the the respected authority was breaking down at that point. So many people in America, I believe, resonates that right now. I do to a certain degree, in which we just don't know what's real. People keep throwing statistics at us. You're like, well, where'd you get those statistics? Are they been what manipulated? Angle are you from? What angle? You got these experts saying these things. You got these courts saying these things. But then you got affidavits saying these other things. I mean. We can't trust our institutions anymore. And that point, I think, and, and if I feel that way, I know the rest of the culture feels that way. So the question is, again, as, as a church, as the kingdom of God, how do we do? We have the source of truth, and that's in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And if we come back to authenticity and to who he is, we come back to the foundation of who he is. Uh, I think really that is what people are looking for, and it's that foundation. So if we're not living for Christ, <clears throat> we're living for something else. Yeah. And whatever else that we're living for, we will... You know, it's the whole power play thing again. We will lie, cheat, steal. If there's no authority higher than ourselves, we will lie, cheat, steal, do whatever it takes to advance our agenda and to promote myself. I mean, yep. it's either Christ or me. And I think in, in our larger culture today, when you see that Christ is not central, that the gospel is not directing the majority of our citizens, literally the whole fabric unravels because at that point, politics becomes just about... Whatever power. you want, yeah. it's about power, um, or it's about win lose, or or yeah, or or I'm going to manipulate the system, whatever it is, for my personal benefit. And right. so we see all kinds of yep. social welfare programs and stuff like that. that corruption, get, massive corruption, massive corruption. Can't trust anybody, yep. and uh, and even just you know we talked about this. This last stimulus bill was largely a governmental democratic slush fund. Because the majority of that money was not going to help people. Yeah. It was going to help certain groups of people that help me uh, if I'm an elected official. You know, so, and when you look at the impact of this type of ridiculous, wasteful spending 
on uh, our kids and upon our future, it really makes you angry because you realize um, we're not really helping anyone. This is all about about uh, optics. It's about posturing. It's about politics. It's not about people. And it certainly isn't about America. And I think that's yeah. where Americans are frustrated is our government's number one job is to take care of the citizens of the United States of America, and that's not happening very well. And I think people are fed up with it. People are looking for something genuine. And like you said, I think this is a time for the church to shine. If the church itself is purified and genuine, yeah. you know, if we are aligned with the kingdom of God, we are aligned with what God wants and not what we want. Because like you said, you can be in the ministry and be serving your own purpose and playing politics and we've, playing that power yeah. game. We've certainly seen a lot of corruption in the church of Jesus Christ yeah. itself. So so I guess that kind of brings us to to the essence of the gospel, and especially in a day and age when there's so much seeker sensitivity, we don't want to offend people. You know, I tried to bring out Sunday as we as we look at Isaiah chapter 53, which is where we're at for the next four weeks. When you look at Isaiah 53, um, it starts off by basically a huge indictment of human nature and a huge indictment of Israel at the time when Jesus came, but certainly speaks to us. Um, and I think until we get to get back to preaching the hard news about the good news, you know, I shared Sunday, there's no good news if there's not first bad news. And, um, and we are avoiding the bad news uh, in America and many of the pulpits, um, instead preaching a gospel that kind of tickles ears. It's a candy-coated gospel. It's a feel-good gospel. Yeah. Um, but man, if there's any time of the year that should remind us that the gospel is not a feel-good gospel, it's the cross, it's Good Friday, it's all that Jesus went through. Yeah. And, and Isaiah 53 is such a powerful passage to get us back to the essence of what the gospel is. No, that's good. That's good. And I think you said the bad news, the bad news, you know, it's all around us. Turn on the news, you know, look at the, the brokenness in the neighbors around you. Yeah. So to avoid the bad news is to avoid the elephant in the room. There's Absolutely. bad news all around. Absolutely. So it's and, relevant. It's not okay. irrelevant. It's very relevant. Yeah. 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 Jesus came for sinners. Jesus came for broken people. Jesus yeah. came to heal the mess and fix the mess. Uh, and we have got to repent and turn back to the Lord. And I guess that's where the problem is. You know, the Lord laid on my heart Isaiah 53 because Isaiah 53 is a powerful, powerful uh, text. You know, in fact, some people have said that it's the most powerful chapter in all of the Old Testament. It's the Mount Everest of Old Testament prophecy. Uh, it, it is the one in 12 succinct verses, Isaiah 53 completely summarizes the uh, the gospel narratives. Mm. Uh, and it's really stunning. And as we shared Sunday, if, if there's no other reason to believe the gospel, how about this? The Holy Spirit gave this prophecy to Isaiah set over 700 years before Jesus ever set foot on planet Earth. Yeah. And, and yet it captures with such succinct clarity uh, the entire gospel message in one chapter. Mm. How does that happen? You know, how does that happen? It is a miracle of God's providence and of God's just sovereign authority and, and the prophetic uh, word coming forth, like I said, seven centuries before Jesus sets foot on planet Earth. You sh we should read Isaiah 53 and be absolutely in awe uh, of what we read there because there's no way Isaiah could have had the knowledge of what he was writing about apart from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And he described 
not just the details. He's described the spirit and the emotions of what Jesus went through. You oh. know, the narrative of, yes. where, of his story. So incredible, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he begins by asking a question, who has believed our message? And the answer that we read from the gospel is very few people. And it highlights, you know, he goes on to say Jesus was a, a root that was uh, growing in incredibly dry ground, meaning mm -hmm. that when Jesus came to planet Earth, it was, in a, it was a dark place. Yeah. And I think it helps us to realize right now when you read the headlines about uh, sex trafficking, you read about the shooting that just happened and senseless, you know, shooting that happened, um, and we realize, again, the problem is not with uh, the external things like guns or other things. It's not about gun control. It's about, it, The problem is the wicked human heart. And when Jesus came to planet Earth, it was an incredibly, incredibly dark place. No influence of the gospel, no influence of the Holy Spirit. In fact, all the years of, of uh, uh, you know, religious wickedness, of human wickedness, and Jesus, the light of the world, comes into that moment. And as the testimony of Scripture says, who has believed his report? You know, uh, nobody. That's yeah. the problem, or at least very few people. Um, and we talked about three ways uh, that, that our sin is built up against us, the case is built against us. So uh, introduce the first one. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, we rejected God's message, his, his words, his message, you know. And, and, you know, when we look again at who Jesus was, he's the fullness of grace and the fullness of truth. He is, the, he is wisdom, uh, embody, the embodiment of wisdom. Uh, he comes bringing the good news of the gospel. And, but here's what I think is the stumbling block. And let's talk about this a little bit. You know, when you look at Jesus' message, the first word that came out of his mouth was a word that we hate as wicked human beings. It's the word repent. <laughs> yeah. Repent no no wonder we rejected his message. <laughs> Repentance means, you know, the way you live is not right. Yeah. And you need to do an about face and you need to to ask God to forgive you and you need to you need to turn and you need to turn from sin and you need to turn from wickedness and you need to turn from your own ways and you need to to turn to the Lord. And so it's, it's no it's no surprise, I guess, that, uh, that the Bible says we rejected that message because at the end of the day, who wa who wants to be confronted, you know, with our sin? Um, but that's a huge thing. Here, here we've got the embodiment of truth and wisdom and love and kindness and justice and mercy and all the things that Jesus stood for, and yet uh, the testimony is clear: we have rejected him. Uh, so the first area of our, our problem with our uh, with Jesus is we just simply rejected what he had to say. Yeah. Um, and, and even today, I wonder when we talk about the gospel, when we talk about embracing who Jesus says he is, uh, that's the first area that we have to look at: do do we believe the gospel? Will we embrace the gospel? And really, you know, when he. He says, repent for the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven is at near. He's ushering a brand new kingdom. And, and the ushering a brand new kingdom, to, you know, we talked about this in previous podcasts, but very simple form is this life is no longer about you. It's not about your agenda. It's not about your desire. It's yeah. not about your power. It's not about your advancement. Right. It's about the king. Yeah. So you are subject to the king. So the overall message of the gospel is, hey, will you be subjected to the real king, which is God? And most of us do not because we're conditioned, we're wired to pursue our own agenda. You know? And I think that's that that's the, the biggest stumbling block for the gospel for people is it is a transference of authority. You're yep. no longer the boss. Yep. And that's why, you know, when we reject the, the king and we reject the king's message and we reject the good news that if you repent and turn, you could enter the kingdom of heaven, um, basically we become rebellious traitors. 
and we tried to highlight that Sunday. That's that's what you and I are by nature. We're rebels uh, who resist God's absolute and and true and righteous and just authority in our lives, and we commit high treason against yeah. God. And G- the Bible says Jesus came into this world, and and this world rejected him. They did not know him. They they ignored him. Uh, they didn't embrace him. Uh, in fact, they killed him. Right. And uh, Jesus tells parables about that. You know, uh, the 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 king sends his son and and uh, to to the vineyard workers, and they go, "Hey, let's kill the heir, and we'll take over the vineyard." That's exactly what we've done. We, we who killed Jesus, we killed Jesus uh, at one level. Uh, we're all guilty yeah. because of our treason. Yeah, and people don't understand the seriousness of treason. I mean, when's the last time someone's executed because of treason in America? The public, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't name. Yeah. But I, can, I, I can think of a few good candidates, but. Let's <laughs> Sure, let's, let's not, not go, go right there, there today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think there's a deep seriousness of treason, you know, because we we honestly don't really have a king in our political system. Exactly. But God identified, or Jesus identified as a king, and I think that treason is huge in terms of, and and it also talks about the seriousness of seriousness of the gospel because it's about submitting to the king. Yes. But it ties to the second point because the second point is he rejected his. Uh, we rejected his works, the miracle, because he came with a demonstration of the coming of the kingdom. He wasn't just I mean, blowing smoke. He was showing us this right. kingdom is real and it's powerful and it's good. And that's so good. It, it wasn't just words. It was words, like you said, with a demonstration. Yeah. And it, this was not a little demonstration. It wasn't like, oh, did you hear? I heard this Jesus guy in some small remote town out in you know, obscure town did this one miracle. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the Bible says that Jesus... Received the Father's endorsement through the miracles that He did, uh, and those miracles were not few and far between. This was a this was a power demonstration. Yeah. This was Jesus coming in contact in the kingdom of God, coming in contact in a collision course with yeah. the kingdom of Satan, and Jesus is flexing His righteous right arm, and He is demonstrating that everything you know the miracles attest to the fact that everything that He's saying is true. Yeah. And we know that in spite of all those miracles, we still rejected him and still rejected the yeah, message, he's which mir- is stunning. It's, it's stunning. His miracle basically demonstrated that the principles of the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of the world is so much higher than the kingdom of the world. You much, In other words, you much rather live in the rule of the kingdom of God than the kingdom of the world because the, the rules are better. The, the, there's plenty for you. If you want, to be, you want to be a leader, you have to serve. Who doesn't want to... You know, we all crave that. We, we look at our politicians, our, our, our civic supposed leaders, and are they serving them or are they serving ourselves? We all crave that they yeah. serve. So we all in our heart crave the principle of God's kingdom, and God demonstrated by his by His power saying this is a real thing. In, our Amer- in America today, with all the institutions that have yeah. failed us, there's one institution that's not ever going to fail you, and that is living in the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, Jesus is the ultimate uh, wise, faithful, true, kind ruler who lives, you know, to serve us and to and the, and to to benefit all of us. It's not about selfishness. It's about the king and his rule. And yet we rejected him. His his principle is awesome. If you want to be first, you're going to be last. If you want to live, you got to die to yourself. That's yeah. the principles of God's kingdom. That's yeah. the laws of God's kingdom. And, and really, is you know, he's offering amnesty to all of us rebels. That's yeah, what the, that's absolutely. what this season's about. It's like, look, if you'll repent and you'll turn. And you'll uh, yeah. humble yourself. 
I'll let you come back in in good standing. I won't kill you. Uh, you know, which is what right. kings do when there when there's uh, treason going. Exactly. on. Exactly. He's saying to all who are weary and labor. He says, "Come to me. I will give you rest." He says, "Hey, stop working for food and money and." based all your provider and economy instead seek first his kingdom and everything will be provided for you. I mean he's he's giving you hey here's a brand new principles for you to live in yeah. and that you can be prosperous your burden my my yoke is easy my burden is light. Hey, welcome in. And here's the demonstration. I fed 5,000 people. You don't think I can feed you? Look at the birds. Look at the, you know, he's telling you, welcome everyone into his kingdom. Yeah. But but again, we and, still reject him. And the hope that the miracles bring, you know, Jesus deals with our sickness. He deals with our disease. He deals with Satan. He deals with lack, as you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, all of these things are provided for us when we choose to follow the king and live in his kingdom. Yeah. And yet we, as traitorous rebels, shake our fist at God. Yeah. Uh, and it's a tragedy. And, I, you know, when I, I directed people on Sunday to John chapter 21, which is an amazing chapter, the last chapter in John's gospel, and you get to the very last verse, and mm-hmm. it says something pretty stunning, that, that the miracles in the Bible are just a fragment yeah. of all that Jesus said and, and did. And, in fact, it says all the books in the world could not contain what Jesus you know what Jesus did in his life. That's, that's stunning. Uh, that means that Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were sick, uh, and oppressed by the devil, that was a, that was what he did from nine to five. I mean, that was what he did when he woke up till the sun went down. I mean, Jesus was demonstrating the power of the kingdom. And yeah. here's the the sad thing again is okay. So we we reject his message, and then we reject his works. We reject the, the miracles that were a public endorsement from God saying, "This is my son." Yeah. That shows you the depravity of human nature, the depravity of of the of. Of human beings at that time, and we are bound in sin, and we are we are blind to the glory of God. Yeah, I want. Can we get to the third point? Yeah. Show our depravity even more. We rejected his person, the right. beauty of Jesus' character. So you know, you can say, "Hey, I don't like that message. I don't want to repent." You can say, "Hey, I don't want his kingdom. I don't like his principles." But then, but then we what we can't say is is well he's a wicked king or he's a selfish king yeah. or he's a terrible king you know I would never you know that's right no Jesus demonstrated in his person the perfection of, of the beauty of who he is he is the perfect king to know yeah. to literally to know him is to love him uh, because of who he was and and you know what the 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 downtrodden the people who had nothing the nobodies of this world yeah. They were the ones that were attracted to the beauty of Jesus because of the way he treated them and loved them, his kindness. Um, but it was it was all the influential people. It was the well-connected people, right? It was the political people. It was the uh, uh, religious crowd. It was the elite crowd. It was the money crowd, like the rich young ruler, mm-hmm. that when they were confronted with the beauty and the power of Jesus' person, uh, it was those idols, those other things that they loved that caused them to have to turn away from Jesus. Yep. And, you know, I brought that out again on Sunday, St. Saint Augustine's favorite or famous uh, definition of sin uh, as being disordered love. We love other things more than we love Jesus, and that's an indictment of our own hearts because Jesus is the one most worthy of our love, the most worthy of our affection, uh, the most beautiful human being, the sinless Lamb of God walked on this earth and never sinned in thought, word, or deed, uh, which is stunning to think about that. That's the righteousness of his life that was accumulated. So you think about somebody who lived and never violated the, the law of God, never broke the commandments of God, lived in perfect harmony with his father from the moment he 
from the womb, from the moment of conception to the moment of his death, right? Lived in perfect harmony with the Father. Never, never did anything wrong in thought, word, and deed. The most gorgeous, beautiful character of a person you'd ever meet. And we crucified him. Yeah. And we killed him. We, in fact, the Bible says worse than that. We despised him. I mean, that's a strong word. I mean, that is with such hatred and venom. Uh, that is the, that shows you the wickedness of the human heart. Yeah. And so, you know, we built this powerful case uh, of our own sin. Uh, we reject his person. We reject the miracles. We reject his message. That's three strikes, we're out. That's the testimony of three against us. Um, and so Isaiah starts off by building the bad news before we get to the good news. And, you know, I, I, and maybe this is a great place for us to, to examine ourselves as maybe you're watching this podcast uh, on this morning or whenever it is that you're watching this uh, to think about our guilt uh, against the Messiah, our, our treason against God Almighty, the, the wicked way we mishandled his son who came to this earth to bring the good news of the gospel to us. Uh, Lord, help us. Yeah, and something I, you know, every day I wake up, I have to remind myself, am I rejecting the kingship of Jesus Christ today? Because yeah. I could be a Christian and, you know, saved or whatever, born again, and this very moment, this very day, said, you know what? I'm not going to live in God's kingdom right now. I'm going to live in my little kingdom yeah. because I just don't trust him or yeah. I like my way better. Yeah. And that decision for us to live in his kingdom is something that we need to refresh ourselves every every moment, moment by every morning and moment by moment to make sure that we're not rejecting his person, we're not rejecting his message, and we're not rejecting his kingdom and his power. That's you know? good. You know, so, Isaiah, the, the, the verse 3 says, uh, we turned our backs on him and, and we looked the other way. Yeah. He was despised, and, and the the thing that really hit me was we did not care. Mm-hmm. We did not care, and I, I love what you're saying because every day that we have to watch that we're not turning our back on him and looking the other way, and I think we do this uh, in a million different ways when we're confronted with, do I let Christ rule my life, or, or am I going to rule my life? Do I, Every time I, I choose to rule my life, it's like we're turning and looking the other way. Yeah. You know, Jesus, we, we, we don't want you to, to come with us uh, right now. We don't want you to mess up whatever it is that we're, we're doing uh, because we know it's wrong, but, but, but we want to live our own lives. You yeah. know? Uh, and it really gets us back to the authentic gospel, living for Christ, uh, dying to ourselves, choosing to believe the good news over what the world says is the way to go or the good news, yeah, um, and choosing to really believe that Jesus is, is who he said he was. And submitting, and that, that that I guess is the issue of of the first week when we talk about treason. Will will we repent of our treason, and will we come to the kingdom? And will we embrace the Lord? Will we let Him rule and reign? Will we let the Lord call the shots? And so, you know, I, I think this is so important on a variety of issues. Okay, whether it's gender confusion, whether you know, we, we were just talking. Um, so many states right now are trying to deal with this administration's. Uh, pushing of uh, transgender behavior, which goes uh, completely against nature, goes against God's creation of genders, goes against who God, the, the gender God has assigned to you. I mean, all of this is rebellion. Uh, we have um, the situation too with um, um, abortion in the in America. We have a situation with now we just saw uh, polyamorous relationships where Harvard, uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts just just said that as long as People are in a loving relationship. It really doesn't matter what it looks like. All of these things are just flying in the yeah. face. They're basically of- confirming poly- polygamy. I mean, I don't know the legal 
ramifications, but basically they are sending their seal approval on polyamorous relationship right. which officially. Is, which is say you and me and some other woman, yeah. uh, we, we decide we love each other and we decide we're going to live under the same roof. Yeah. And uh, and basically that this should be viewed as a yeah. family unit legally. Yeah. Now that hasn't reached the Supreme Court level yet. It's just right. in local municipalities, liberal but municipalities. That, but that door has been completely open. Yeah, right. but, but embraced by is, our intellectuals. Yeah, it is a flaunting of uh, the kingdom of darkness. It's a flaunting of self. It's a fl- it, it is basically saying, God, we reject you. We reject your view of marriage, your view of sexuality, your view of family. We reject it. Uh, and uh, and we're going to go our own way. Yep. And as we said, that this is why this season is so important. This is why the series is so important. This is why the the, the, the theology behind uh, Good Friday, the theology behind the resurrection. Uh, matters to real life uh, because the more we understand what Jesus did for us during this season and we apply that good news to our lives, the, the more richer, freer, blessed we're going to live. And that is the message to, to a darkened American nation right now is return to the Lord, repent of your sins, stop living in rebellion against God, embrace the truth of God's word, stop being a traitors to the king of glory, Give God the rightful place that he deserves in our lives. Uh, Turn to him. And as a nation, if we'll do this, we'll see the glory of God return to American life and culture once again. I can't think of a more important message for this season in which we're living. Yeah, it's time for us to, it's time for the people in the kingdom of God, especially the churches, to truly, truly shine. And make sure you are living in the kingdom of God. This is our opportunity. So invite people out and encourage people to come and be a part of what God's doing uh, in your local church. If if you're you're part of our family, then, man, let's invite people out this week. What a great chance. I promise you, you will hear the gospel as we work through this incredible passage of Scripture, Isaiah chapter 53. So so please join us um, uh, as we move uh, that direction toward Resurrection Sunday. Also, Also, we sent something out uh, this last week that was really, really exciting, uh, our brochure introducing the NOW campaign. And after after Resurrection Sunday, we're going to be spending three powerful weeks uh, preaching a series t- called The Power of NOW. Urgency, faith, obedience, action, um, all these important words that are so important and as to how we live our lives. And so we want to encourage you, go on our website, lstones.org. Uh, you can scroll down to the Now campaign. There's a video there that we'd love for you to watch. It highlights uh, some of the um, expansion uh, vision and plans that we have here at Living Stones. Uh, and really, the, the month of April and leading into the first part of May is an exciting and critical time for, for us as we really move out boldly in faith into the vision God has for us. Right. So on one hand, we look at the greater culture, and there seems to be looming darkness to a certain extent, breaking down trust in institutions. But on the other hand, our local local culture, yeah. community, we see God doing something really, really powerful. Amen. We see light shining through. So there's genuine excitement. Uh, there's passion. Uh, we're living every day, uh, hungering for more of God. Amen. So this is not a pessimistic message. Uh, when, <laughs> no. the, when the world gets darker, we get brighter. And and my 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 hope and my prayer and my desire every day is how can I live in God's kingdom more so I can shine brighter for this for times such as this. Amen. You know? So I'm passionate about that. So Amen. I'm excited this time. We're not downcast. We're no, not beaten. No, we're no, excited. No, 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 no. This is a great time because no. the greatest news you could ever hear is you know when God calls you what you are. 
you're a rebellious traitor. Now repent. And you go, yes, I am. Lord, I don't want to live this way. I, I want to live for you. I, w- I want to be who you call me to be. I want to live for something that matters. Amen. And I think people are flocking uh, to churches that are communicating the simple truth that, you know what, you matter. God matters. Our lives matter. There's purpose. There's, there's purity. There's passion. There's power. Everything that we really long for. Uh, is found in Christ and is found in churches that are really embracing the gospel right now. So we encourage you to come on out. This is an exciting time to be alive. Uh, Align yourself with the king and align yourself with his kingdom. That's when you're going to find true fulfillment. So let's let's pray right now. And I think it's a good time during the season, wherever you're watching this video, to consecrate yourself to the king. So Jesus, forgive us for the way we we rejected you completely rejected you. We ignored what you had to say. We ignored the miracles that were a powerful testimony that you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. You are our Savior. And lastly, Lord, as as beautiful and sinless as a life that you lived, we rejected you personally. Not just what you had to say, we despised your person. We hated you. We ultimately crucified you. We betrayed you. We forsook you. And Lord, I can't think of a more damning uh, trial against us uh, than what we've tried to present here in Isaiah 53, the first three verses. So Lord, may your word penetrate our hearts today. And God, where we are stubbornly resisting you, break that rebellion in us, God. We repent of that today. We ask you to forgive us, Lord, of our sins. And Lord, we know that you provide amnesty. You say, if you'll turn from your sin that we're welcome to come into your family and into your kingdom. So may everybody who's listening today examine their hearts and may we quickly repent of our sin and may we turn to you, Jesus, and may we be welcomed right back into your kingdom, into right standing and right uh, order with you, Lord. So we love you. We submit to you. We tell you, Jesus, you are more valuable and more worthy than anyone on uh, in the entire cosmos, Lord. You are number one and we value you and we love you. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to live authentic Christian lives for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Hey, can you just share? I, I know we're, we're looking at upgrading the whole podcast as far as uh, uh, people being able to uh, access it access it, yeah. and be part of our uh you know, weekly reminders and emails and things like that. So yeah, what's upcoming is we're going to create a Ron Johnson discipleship podcast.org. I think the actual website is, is RJ, rjdpodcast.org. Okay. And um, so for all those who are watching, you know, honestly, Facebook is where Pastor Ron posts on Thursday right now. That's not the best way to access it because Facebook keeps scrolling. Right. So what we, what we would love once we have it up is for every single one of you go to the website and enter your email into um, the, the space provided. And basically every time we post a podcast, you will get an email uh, reminder to, to watch it. It's just the easiest way for us to have access so you won't miss the podcast. They can just click on that link on that email and go st- it'll take them straight to straight the podcast. Straight to the podcast, yes, okay. absolutely. So. Awesome. So please like and share. And even as you're watching this today, we'd love to he- hear your comments. I want to invite everybody out uh, as this is coming out on Thursday. Uh, we'll continue this series called The Triumph of the Cross, uh, introducing you on Sunday to one of the most 
powerful and profound and central doctrines of the entire Christian faith, and that is the doctrine of what's called substitutionary atonement, which we find in the in verses 4 through 6 and of Isaiah 53. So it's going to be a powerful, powerful Sunday for worship. We look forward to seeing you. If you're watching this and you're not in our area, we'd encourage you to tune in online. You can access this at, uh, Sunday's online service 10 o'clock on Sundays uh, through our website, uh, lstones.org. So thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Uh, Until we meet again, have an amazing week, and let's let the King of glory rule and reign over our lives. Amen. Have a great week. Bye-bye.